3: David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me.
2: But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in
4: a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint?
2: David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Hey, guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season, we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools.
7: This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio.
3: Hey guys, welcome
6: to the Almost Famous Podcast. Today, obviously, big day, premiere of The Bachelor, and we have our good friend Nicholas Vial here to break down the episode and to update him on his life. Nick, Hello. No, we're going to have you update us on your life, which is like just been sparkling lately.
4: You are sparkling. You look sparkling. Why is he sparkling, Ashley? When you think... Because,
6: of-
8: <laughs> because
6: Natalie and Jeff, you uh. said on Instagram this week that basically it's been your best year thus far, thanks to Natalie and Jeff. That is your girlfriend of... Over a year now. Okay, so Nick was always the guy who like did not understand Jared and my obsession with Lois. He didn't understand my sadness when my Lucy passed away. And now he forget. he like he is a whole different person. You understand. She's not a terror. I would agree. <laughs> what then? Have you even met Lois?
4: <laughs> no, no, I never have, but I would just agree. <laughs> Hey, I I got to intercede here because Jessica and I, you know, I don't know if you guys saw this on Instagram, but Elise uh, from the Bachelor franchise, you know, rescued a dog on the side of the road uh, on her way from Arizona to Denver, brought the dog to Denver, kind of nursed it back to health, found out that the dog was pregnant with eight puppies and just had eight eight puppies. And so Jessica and I... Uh, Jessica's 100% in, I'm 95% in. The
2: <gasps> dog. It's what dog?
4: It's well, the mom is a blue healer, um but the dad isn't known yet. And so we don't really know. Uh but the mom is the sweetest dog. It has a had an incredible story. It was abused. Uh it's 1 year old and has had two broken legs already when Elise found it. And so the dog's just the sweetest and these puppies are just the cutest. So As a potential, because Jessica does, and we'll listen to this. As a potential new dog parent, what are some of the advantages, disadvantages, and advice you have? Me? Are you asking me?
7: Yeah, I'm asking you. Well, I I was blessed uh, to be given a saint that is Jeff. I mean, and I, I, I I'm being serious. Like when I when I got Jeff, like I you know, I have allergies. So like mm-hmm. I'm allergic to dogs. So I, I've, I've grown to always like dogs, but you know, I kept my distance with, with most dogs. Um, and I've always wanted to get a dog. And so combination of allergies and then like my lifestyle and my lifestyle, I mean, like I've been always on the go and busy and I just didn't have the, the time to, uh, properly take care of a dog. You know, it's and a you living... never had one growing up. No, that's not true.
6: Oh, okay. really? You did yeah. have them growing up.
7: Yeah, we had plenty of. Dog. We actually okay. had a handful, but it's a long story. But yes, we had okay. dogs. Um, and um, and so when we got Jeff, I was I was a little nervous about you know how he would be or 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 my love, uh, you know, like my attachment to him. And not only that, I grow immediately attached, but he's been a goddamn delight like yeah. i mean as far as like having a puppy i mean he, he's he, like just objectively not talking about like my love for him like other than the occasional like couple accidents early on he doesn't drool he doesn't bite things he doesn't ruin things like other than natalie's underwear like he's obsessed with yeah like he will eat that if she leaves it uh, mm-hmm. lying around but that's mm-hmm. that's on her like don't leave it on the floor <laughs> you know so like um He's really been such a a wonderful dog. I mean, like we crate trained Jeff right away. He now like sleeps with us every night, but like the first month, like we crate, tra- we crate trained him. And so um, we heard that was helpful and, and we did that. It was pretty easy to do if you do it right away. And other than that, I don't have a lot of like helpful information because I think I was just blessed with a really great dog who was just well behaved and nice and he likes to cuddle and, he gets a little barky with like, you know, um, nature. Like yeah. he seems to bark at nature, <laughs> um, but he's a puppy. So like all things being equal, it's been really easy. So uh, I, I I I hope and wish uh, my experience with Jeff on anyone who gets a new dog. So yeah. I hope that for you, Ben. Uh, uh, I, but you know, I think I just got really lucky.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely risk, but we we went after the runt of the litter. Um, because we thought the run wouldn't be, you know, we didn't want like this alpha dog that would bark and, you know, be crazy.
7: That's the run to the litter too.
4: Really? Okay. And yeah. I think I like that personality. We're excited. Jessica, uh, now for last, uh, well, we, we met this little puppy a week ago, every night before she goes to bed, she goes, I miss him. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. This is happening. <laughs> this is definitely happening. So, um, Well, Nick, transition a little bit. Natalie is also in your life. She is uh, a delight as well. I've been able to meet her, and we really enjoy her. Ashley was the first to tell me about her, and she was just telling me how great she was. Uh, How has that changed your life?
7: Uh, I'm less moody. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Oh, he self-admits
6: it. That's amazing. Like, seriously, Nick is always in a good mood now.
7: Well, I wouldn't say always, but well, often. I think meeting, me, having Natalie in my life, there you realize that I was probably slightly crabbier um, uh, with her than I than I am without. You know, because mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a challenge. You, you know, I'm obviously on on the vile files are in life or ask Nick or questions with Nick. I I, I often strongly advocate for uh, not. Uh, being afraid of being single or embracing mm-hmm. it et cetera, et cetera. but you know i was i was single for a long time and i think that's fine for people i think but i, I think over after a while you, you know you, you can you you can get a little uh, uh crabby <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs>
6: um okay uh, so can you describe why she balances you perfectly like why you guys are perfect compliments because i do believe you are
7: I don't think there's anything that's perfect.
6: Now, okay, but. fine, not perfect. <sighs> Bad word choice. Um, why you compliment uh, each other?
7: I mean, a lot of her strengths are some of my weaknesses, and vice versa. She's a very present person. She's a generally very happy person. I'm neither pleasant or generally happy. Um, <laughs> so that's great. Um, and and so she really helps. Uh. uh that with me. I mean, you'd have to ask her what I help her with, but um, as corny as it sounds, I think we, we spend a lot of time together. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, our relationship, we met each other before the pandemic, but our relationship really started in a pandemic. So, um, you know, part of, you know, part of the pandemic, you know, you're kind of stuck with each other. We don't get in each other's nerves, but I think we also are okay with, you know, there's a, Yeah, we're okay with like having our own time and free time, but I think uh, I think I uh, you know there's high level stuff, right? There's like the important things, and there's like there's the nice to haves, but like also we have a lot of the nice to haves, and what I mean by that is like uh, as you know, Ashley, I'm a creature of habit, especially when it comes to like food. Like I like my rotation, and Nally and I have very similar palates, and like neither of us are like Oh, I gotta like eat this because you like this, or vice versa. <laughs> and so we we that's a very nice to have, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like
8: yeah.
7: there's some things that she loves that I don't like, and vice versa, but like that's like condiments. We don't like we, we're not always <laughs> on the same page condiments-wise, but that's fine. But the like the 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 and so like that's just a nice, nice to have, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh we like the same TV shows, uh and and for the most part, like we like. 80% of the same TV shows. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff we, you know, and again, you don't need that, but it's a nice, it's a nice to have. And we, uh, so yeah, it's just, it's just fun and enjoyable to be around. And, uh, yeah, she's just, a, a, she's a delight and, uh, she keeps me on my toes.
4: The, uh, a year ago, I remember being incredibly impressed. I, I think it started about a year ago, but you do on Sundays, um, for a long time now uh questions with nick and you get on instagram and you answer i mean it's impressive how many questions you get weekly and and i i think we i first started like picking up on this before i knew you were dating natalie where did all the wisdom um because it is i mean and you don't have to admit it but there's a lot of wisdom behind your answers and there's a lot of experience behind your answers so two questions, there. Where did that come from? And then, how easy was it for you when you met Natalie to transfer some of that wisdom into your relationship?
7: Uh, where did it come from? I mean, it came from having friends like Ashley. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, the
6: the asking the questions part, and then you giving the, the answers the a- part. <laughs> answering
7: the questions. I, I'm an introspective person. I, I've always like I've always had that mindset, and I think you know a combination of my own trials and tribulations in my own personal life and then my my need to learn about my own choices to do things differently and then um i've always enjoyed being the friend you know what i've learned about myself what do we want to go down a rabbit hole or do we yes
6: i love rabbit holes how much time do we (laughs) We have all the time you have um
7: i you know as a podcast host I'm um, you know you're always trying to understand the relationship you have with your audience right in and who am i to my audience you know and and in that kind of self-reflection i was just like you know i'm 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 the brother or the friend that you i'm the friend that you need sometimes but not always the friend that you want mm-hmm. and then it made me think about like my life and it was like this kind of it was this kind of self-awareness of acceptance that like the truth of it, I didn't like love, but then I learned to appreciate it. And what I mean by that is I've never been a best man ever. I've never been anyone's best man. I've, however, I've stood up. And I don't know how many weddings, um, I've have my, my friendships are truly important to me. I have a lot of strong, my friendships have always been important to me. Um, and I have a lot of close friends. I've, I've, you know, I've been the lector at weddings. I've been the usher at weddings, even people I like became friends with like had after they had gotten engaged with, but I've never been someone's best man. And that, that, I think that used to always bother me that I was never like the guy, you know, I was never the ride or die. And then I thought to myself like, "Well, well, I wonder why that is. And I feel like the best man is your guy, your friend or whatever that you're just like, no matter what you want to do or whatever stupid decision you have in mind, they're like, yeah, I'm <laughs> down. I'm, I'm let's do it. You know? And I'm kind of a Debbie Downer that way. And I'm always <laughs> like, do you, do you really want to like, I'm, you know, I'm the friend you have around that's kind of like as a buzzkill once in a while when I'm just like offering that level of objectivity that eventually you appreciate. But, in the moment you might just want me to shut the hell up, you know? And, <laughs> and I, I, thought about this uh, a while and I, and I realized that's just kind of who I've always been. And I've learned <laughs> The accuracy to, of this is just incredible. Keep going. I I've learned to, I accept that. I mean, sometimes I wish I could be a best man and uh, but I'm, I'm good enough to like, I stand, I've, I stood up in a lot of weddings. Cause it's like, you know, I definitely, I definitely appreciate Nick's friendship because like, He's really been there for me. And boy, he really helped out. But boy, I sure didn't want to hear what he had to say in that moment. <laughs> and, and that's why, that's why Tony's my best man, because this, this guy, you know, he makes me feel really good about myself in the moment. But, uh, so yeah, that's, this it's just who I am, I guess. And, uh, for better or worse, uh, and sometimes for both. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, the, the questions with like on Sundays has really been kind of the launching pad for everything I'm doing right now. It's why I started the Vile Files. Shameless plug. I, I, I have the questions with Nick book coming out, I think in October.
6: Oh, amazing! Uh,
7: that, uh, was, is is basically, it's loosely based off of, uh, of questions, uh, questions with Nick. It's, I think it's the first bachelor nation book that has nothing to do with bachelor nation. Um, but, um, uh, hopefully, people will enjoy that, and it's a, again a lot of uh, based off of. And to very long-winded answer to your question, Ben: What do I do to apply to my those stuff to my current relationship? Well, I try to be very careful not to try to too 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 much. And what I mean by that: a lot of what I talk about on my show, or questions of Nick, or, or or the book, is it's a lot of things I try to incorporate to got me to Natalie in the relationship. And it's a lot of being honest with yourself about your own choices know, the book is really just about how to get out of your own way and how to control your ego and and how to um, be accountable for your choices and put yourself in the best possible situation because like dating is hard and relationships are hard and, and disappointment is inevitable when it comes to, to love and dating. And, we, we can't control all the other people we meet and all the other people we date. That's hard enough. And, and, and if we can just try to, to improve our own choices and how we handle disappointment, uh, we can put ourselves in best possible situations to be, you know, ready and available and, and healthy uh, emotionally when the right person comes along. Um, so a lot of that is about like, getting to that point so that when you meet someone like a, a natalie you don't you don't ruin it uh, you don't uh it doesn't pass you by um because in my relationship i try to be very careful uh about um you know like i have a partnership with natalie so she I, she doesn't need me for, for you know like talking about the how-to's of a relationship type of thing and so uh in a relationship um I, I try to be mindful about like things I say, uh, to my audience. And then I'll ask myself in the moment, is this advice I would give someone, you know, in terms of how I'm responding, but it's easier to respond when you're not emotionally involved with someone,
1: mm-hmm.
7: you know, um, than yeah. when you are. So, yeah, I try. I try not to bring too much of work, so to speak, into my relationship. I I certainly try to be self-aware and obviously and empathetic and and treat it more like a a partnership rather than the friend who's giving advice. I I don't want to be that to Natalie. I do want to be the best man, you know?
4: Yeah.
6: Nick, um you said on Instagram something about this being like the biggest year to come for you two. Are you thinking about engagement? I know that I, I was if, just trying to get the likes, you know what I'm saying? I know, I oh. know, but I know. But also uh, I, I, I think you take being with her for a long time very seriously. Uh
7: I like I said, the I, I, I will just I, I certainly have big plans with Natalie this year. I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself but uh if 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 the rest of myself is uh I I can confidently say that if I'm uh as I sit here now if if I end up spending the rest of my life with Natalie and have a family with her I would consider myself to be the luckiest guy in the world (sighs) that's great
6: so sweet okay well we want to dive into some bachelor related questions we're going to do so right after this break (laughs)
4: all right nick i do have a question for you before we kick off uh the bachelor talk you uh you have been a bachelor so this is a little bit relevant uh this has been a big year for you too uh because uh you've gotten some 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 tattoos and i recently got a tattoo myself i got my wedding ring tattooed on my finger it's a big deal did you oh yeah it's a big deal Wow. oh um, wow
7: good yeah. for you Ben. that's uh Oof, that's permanent
4: it's permanent buddy i'm in it i'm in it and i'm enjoying it but um it's only been six weeks but i'm really loving marriage it's really great for me
7: yeah well i mean how's the sex
4: <laughs> fantastic <laughs> man it has it has changed our <laughs> lives right uh, three
7: you seem a little stressed you know yeah
4: like yeah very at ease very relaxed i'm just chilling now very like
7: un- you like more unwounded yeah like, it's
4: weird it's weird how that happens right ash um yeah but uh you you did get some tattoos uh they look great but they came you know i think your first one was probably this year right and and you've continued have you always wanted tattoos what was the final decision walk us through this process because because you know i've been i've been curious
7: uh something i've always thought about doing um but they are permanent and so uh uh before this year, every time I kind of thought about it, I just, you know, I'm a, I'm all, I'm an all in kind of guy. And so I don't like half-assing things. And so, you know, for me, I just didn't want to get like a tattoo. And so I, I have a, a lot of, I have a large family. And so I, I had this plan for a handful of years now of uh, I wanted to get like, a tattoo that represented uh, every member in my family and then other parts of my life and so every tattoo i have tells a story about an individual in my life huh. uh yeah and so i can't i am I, I don't i think i have like 20 some now
4: do you have a favorite like do you have one that like you look at and you're just really really appreciative of
7: uh all of them i mean I, I well i mean this isn't on video is it
4: no we don't have video okay <laughs> So, I mean, that one on the one side.
7: This is the lake house, which is a sad story because...
6: Um, oh, no, I didn't get an update on that. Didn't get it?
7: No, the f- asshole.
5: What I found it was
6: on...
7: It, my, it's, long story short, uh, uh, my grandfather built a lake house. Through, well, no, well, my... my, my my grandfather built a lake house in the sixties. They sold it when my grandfather died, when I was 10, like 31 years ago, it was like my Nirvana. I dreamt about this. I have recurring dreams about it. I have a tattoo of, of that house because it's a place where if I think of heaven, that's what I think of. Mm. Um, and they had to sell it because, you know, when my grandfather died, it's up North in central Wisconsin. And I found out, you know, I'm probably in the first, it's probably the first year of my life that I'd even be in a position to afford like a second home or a lake house. And, and, um, I found out a day after there was an accepted offer that I was up for sale, and I, I wanted to buy it back and give it to my mom. Uh, and I, I tried to—I uh, offered the the buyer twenty percent of the purchase price to walk away, and he uh, he did not take it. So uh-huh. my my hope is that he will still eventually come around. But uh, it was I was really hoping to give my mom a house for Christmas.
4: Yeah, that'd be a um, gift.
7: Have it. Anyway, so then I have the house. And then, um, you know, this this line is my dad. It's the it's a line from my dad, Family Crest. And this is a hummingbird, which is my mom. And the line's looking up to my mom. And the hummingbird mm-hmm. is, reminds me of my mom because on this lake house is where I first saw a hummingbird. And these 11 stars are their kids. And then on everything down here are all the, the children. And then, you know, actually, and then I really like my tattoo of Jeff. Yeah, you got a tattoo <laughs> so. of Jeff. I love that. Well, these. Are- uh, Jeff Jeff taught me the value of being unconditionally liked, and for anyone, of oh. all the people go out there and they they will talk about being unconditionally loved. Unconditionally love, I think, is not as good as being unconditionally liked.
6: That's very interesting. I think I know where you're going with it. Go for it.
7: Well, your mom unconditionally loves mm-hmm. you, but your mom still thinks you're an asshole sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. I, I, am sure I could sit down with your mom and I bet I could get her to complain about you for an hour, Ashley. A thousand percent. Oh yeah. But, but Jeff, he loves everything I do. He likes everything I do. Everything I do is awesome. And it's the first thing I've met, the first living thing because people love me, but people also have to tolerate me. And Jeff, Jeff likes everything I do. And that's an amazing feeling. Yeah. Anyway, there
6: there is one thing that you cannot di- uh, deny about Nick, and that is that he's very self aware, and it's amazing, and I love this, and I could really we could really talk to you for the whole hour, um, but let's get into some Bachelor things. You and I both texted back and forth a little bit about the oddness that was the Clayton as being the Bachelor. You know, the choice, the choice to have Clayton be the Bachelor. After watching episode one, how are, are you feeling?
7: I feel good and all you really needed there was a specific scene in this episode that told you everything you need to know about Clayton and this season and I just want to point out as I point out on my my podcast whatever you think about what makes a good or bad bachelor or bachelorette has nothing to do with people as human beings Clayton the person I've never met I've heard nothing good things about him I've uh, I've I've had I've had the edit tell us that this bachelor bachelorette is a good person only to have producers be like, they fucking suck. Yeah. You know, hundred um, percent. Yes. But sounds like everything I heard about Clayton. He's a genuinely nice guy. All right. I want to make that clear. I haven't met him, but the scene where Sally previously engaged, Sally walks up. That scene is all you need to know about this season. The good news is, is that I think this season is going to be awesome it's going to be it's going to be a hot stinky mess of drama and clayton is in no way emotionally ready to get engaged or married anytime soon he is emotionally probably immature and they love a bachelor who's emotionally immature and and what i mean by that is like sally comes in she knocks on his door She's like, Clayton, it's nice to meet you. Can I tell you a story? By the way, I was supposed to get married yesterday. Yesterday was my wedding day. And I've been having these feelings about like, you know, oh, shoot. You know, what, you know what Clayton says to her? He's just like, well, I know you're an amazing person. And he begs her to yeah. stay. Yeah. That is an insane response to someone who just sat you down and said, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm a little broken inside. You know, and I don't know if I can be ready in eight weeks to get engaged to you, but apparently Clayton knows that she's a great person. And while that's a nice thing to say to someone and it sounds good, it's an insane response to someone who's clear. Like the only correct response would be like, hey, listen, thank you for being so vulnerable. I can only imagine what that's like. But it sounds like you know you're you, you're you still healing, and I, I really want to find love. And this is such an insane response, a, a, a sane, insane world. And the only thing I know so far, having even not started this, I'm only I'm five hours away from starting this. Is that I think everyone needs to kind of be emotionally healed so that you know we can put our best foot forward to so fall in love in, in like eight or weeks or whatever it is. But Caitlin, uh, Clayton, excuse me, begs for begs for her to stay. It's a nuts response. (laughs) Yeah. So so that (laughs) absolutely fantastic. That absolutely tells me that this will be an awesome season. And and I agree. And I feel bad for Clayton because they are going to walk circles, run circles around Clayton. He is going to make choices based off of wanting to say and do the right thing and wanting to be the nice guy, and he will focus on short term. Niceness and gratification at the detriment to his like long term happiness, because that is not a response you say to someone if your primary focus is to find healthy and happy love that possibly could last you the rest of your life.
6: It's going to be like Peter Weber season, you know? Yes, yeah, absolutely it, it, great... a train wreck for him. Very entertaining for us. Oh, it's going to be so good! And and
7: <laughs> and I feel bad because, like, obviously, like, and again, I I I, I I I I hope I get a chance to interview Clayton, despite me seeming like I've been hard on him and the ch- I've been hard on the choice of Clayton, not Clayton the person. And I think he's going to deserve a lot of hugs after this. And he's <laughs> probably a good guy. And it's probably why. And I, I think the way the producers are going to get uh, us to care about Clayton's love story is to get a bunch of women to break up with him. He's he's mm. 0 for he was o for two before he got to his first row ceremony. Yeah. The guy got dumped twice.
4: Yeah, that's that hurts. <laughs> you not- and that
7: wasn't an, that wasn't an accident. Like that, you, you do that so you care because before we didn't care. We're like, why should we care about you? And now we're starting to care. Because everyone deserves love and you're like, this guy got dumped twice before his first row ceremony. <laughs> I suspect we're gonna see a handful more of of, of, of of Clayton being broken up with so that by the end of the season we're like, can this guy just fall in somebody yeah, that, that's my that's my guess.
4: I uh, you know what I don't want though? I get frustrated because we went into this for a while with the Bachelor especially was the leads, had a really hard time asking questions and following up and digging in a little bit and sitting in like the messiness of it all. And as a result, it is entertaining, but we end up not getting to know the cast at all. Like we end up at the end of the season being like, I have no connection with any of them because there's never been a single question asked past, Hey, you're really great. Like, or in a, and a lot of kisses. And that's what I don't want to go back to because we we've had it with a couple of bachelorette seasons where good questions have been asked. We've gotten to know the cast. We've enjoyed the cast, and then they go on paradise, and we root for them there or whatever. I I don't want us just to fall in this. Hey, I was supposed to get married today. Oh, but you're a great person. Let's kiss. That I'm, I don't like that in this show. I get really tired of it.
7: Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, Ben, and I, I agree with your premise. But overall, I don't know. I don't think you're thinking big picture. How so? I loved Michelle. I I loved Michelle as the Bachelorette.
4: Yeah, yep. I love
7: especially like like Katie's season was toxic. Yeah. That's the only way to describe Katie's season. Mm-hmm. Everything about it was toxic. It was also good TV, but like by the time Katie's season was over, like I was exhausted recapping it. It was just mm-hmm. like landmine after landmine, triggering episode after triggering episode. And having Michelle be the bachelorette was a breath of fresh air. I mean, mm-hmm. having a lead that we often aren't uh privileged to have someone like Michelle who emotionally, very immature, thoughtful, clearly had lived some life and experienced some ups and downs. So that every conversation Michelle had with her men, like we could learn something from Michelle, you know, she would say things and be like, Oh, that's such an interesting way to look at it. And that was really nice to have, but the criticism of Michelle's season was, and while I enjoyed it, a lot of people found it to be a little boring by the end and, you know, not like a little nuts. So listen, I'm just, it's good to mix it up. Right. I think, you know, we had a toxic season with Katie. We had a very mature, but like potentially slightly like too normal, too boring. So if we get just hot, stinky mess with Clayton, it's fine. This is a TV show, you know, we're watching after all, if you want like good relationship advice, listen to the vile files. If you want like, (laughs) if you want toxic, if you want uh, toxic, uh, you know uh, what not to do with love and dating, watch The Bachelor. Sometimes.
4: Yeah.
6: yeah. Nick, um, the ratings are obviously have been steadily going down with each season.
7: And it hasn't been since mine and Ben's season, have they? Uh, it's been. It's, <laughs> it's, well, well, we'll know, hold Hannah on Brown's to that. was pretty high, we'll, right? Hannah's was really high relatively speaking but they they haven't gone up since Ben into myself. Let's go.
4: Oh, well, Let's look go. At you guys. I, I got a, yes. I got the medal behind me representing that.
7: <laughs> Golden era. <laughs>
6: um do you and, and I say this because like Jared and I are having a watch party down at Audrey's today. Congratulations and, by the way. I
7: can't wait to check it out. Well,
6: we can't wait for you to come, you know. I have got to deliver the baby and then we can have all our friends come. Um, so I'm getting a lot of responses based on like us having a watch party that people are like oh I don't watch anymore because Chris Harrison's not the host how much do you think that that is affecting the ratings
7: none at all but great I mean can I, I want to ask a question and then I want to ask you guys about Jesse Palmer um, uh, the rate uh, <laughs> It, for, I think it's a combination of things. The ratings, I, I think it's disingenuous to compare like the ratings from mine and Ben's season to the ratings of today. Like people are, are digesting media differently. They're watching stuff on their phone. They're streaming it differently. So when you compare like the Nielsen ratings from like six years ago to now, it's like it's apples and oranges. So as much as like Ben and I might like jokingly brag about it, it's completely disingenuous. Um, it's still winning Monday night. It's still very popular. Uh audiences have always come and go. You know, your legacy fans, like that have been with us every season and by awesome I mean, bachelor nation, like those are always been few and far between. So you might be asking people that you're used to asking who might not still watch it, but there's plenty of new fans. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's all relative. Like, you know, that being said, I think there's probably like you know there's going to always be a little bit of like fatigue certainly with like you know i need to take a season off because like i don't know maybe so that maybe they took michelle's season off because like i wasn't used to watching uh the bachelor or bachelorette in the fall because i watched you know whatever and so they didn't watch it i honestly think the franchise is doing just fine i think it's it's you just have to figure out how well you're comparing it um of course you're going always going to have the uh I'm not watching because of Chris Harrison. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be people like that. The more more people will say that and still watch it. I think if you're that big of a fan of the Bachelor franchise that you were triggered and I love, you know, as a person Chris, I love him, you know, good guy, you know, he made a mistake, but like who is as per- like from the Chris I know, I think he's a good guy, right? And so um but to to but to be that offended that he like is not what the show that you can't watch it. I think you're such a fan that you would say that rather than not watch it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's something to say, but I don't think you actually follow through. Um, what do you guys think of Jesse Palmer? Because I think when you watch it, I'm, I'm for me, I, I, I want to know, because like I watched it, it's hard for me not to be biased. Right. I think for people like me, you, Ben Wells, Caitlin, Tayshia you know who, who have hosted it and then you think of the bachelor like we look at them and think you wonder if could I do that right could we do that you know uh you know and and when the, we, like when they were looking for a new host you know you you throw your hat in the ring so to speak they hire Jesse Palmer okay he's the former bachelor and then he comes out and it was just like I I, I, I I'm like I'm biased so I I have an opinion but I don't know if it's fair because you know you I'm sure, Ben, you watch it the same way as me of like, how would I, what else could I have done? Could I have done that? You know, sometimes you see someone doing something, you go, Phew, that was really good. You know, like when Caitlin hosted AFR.
6: Oh, she did.
7: Like, that was a moment, right? I, I I don't know, like, cause it's live, right? Like yeah. hosting a tell-all, whatever. Like you can screw up 30 times. I like to believe I could do what Caitlin did at AFR do I believe I can do it? Sure. But I, I don't know. I haven't done it yet. I, you know, like, and she crushed it. Right. So I could watch that and objectively go, damn. Okay, like Caitlin, she did a great job. It was live. There's no, there's no margin for error and she crushed it. Um, I, I didn't watch and you know, so what'd you think, Ben? I, I, I'm gonna, uh, what'd you think? I want your honest opinion. Well,
4: I think you make, I mean, great points. And I do want to reiterate, like Caitlyn crushed it. And, and I, I I am the same as you where I watch it and I go, could I have done this? Can I do this? And, and I honestly sat and watched Caitlyn and I said, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I, she did great. And that might be where I would have fallen short, but maybe I wouldn't have. Like I maybe could have done it well. I thought a few things stood out to me. One, Jesse was barely shown. I know he makes his big announcement. I know he comes out and says, "Hi, I'm your new host and I was a bachelor long ago and I've never been to this mansion and all that stuff. By the way,
7: I'm married now." <laughs> yeah, I'm
4: married, so just to be clear, like this is not, you know, my dating contest. And then we didn't really see him. And in past seasons like Chris, especially during the first episode, he would disappear kind of as the season went on. He would really dig in to the conversations with The Bachelor. He'd really set up the season for us. And I felt like, you know, this was... I don't even know if we need a host during this episode. I don't know if at any point a host was necessary. Uh, you know, Jesse is talented. He's a professional. And I think they... I mean, I would have to think at this point they chose him if this is the role he's going to play with the limited amount of airtime he has because they think he's a good face of the franchise.
7: One hundred percent. But they, that's it. They, but the, but it's not.
4: It. But it's not that. I mean, you I, and I, and I don't. If you're only going to be shown for a few minutes, and you're going to read off a teleprompter, and you're going to talk to Kate Clayton and say, "Hey, are you excited? Are you ready? Can we do this?" Here's the girls. A lot of people can do that job, and so I I don't even know if I could fairly judge him as a host because it's just like I, I a lot of
7: people could do that.
4: What he did last night.
7: Yeah. No. I I I, I completely agree. It's a, to me, it's just like what they aired is. I mean, I I guessed as much when I was like, oh, what what role is Jesse Palmer going to play? And I kind of jokingly said, he's going to be there to remind, he's going to, he's, he, Jesse Palmer is going to like, for the people who can't count, remind him how many roses are left. Like that's yeah. going to be his job. And it seems like you're right. I, I think like that's, and maybe he will grow into it. Yeah, it's disingenuous. So he's like, you're not alone. I'll be there for you. And I hope I'm wrong, but I, I don't think there's going to be a moment where like Jesse Palmer is really like, sitting down with them and offering like some insight and and like how to like process these uh emotions i think they actively got away from the mentor role that was Mm -hmm. uh caitlin and Taysha. like i again i i thought Taysha and clayton both did a great job i thought it was clunky to have two you know we didn't get to see Taysha afr but i think part of the reason why Caitlyn shine too because it was just her. You know, there definitely was like this, like let's make sure everyone has a gets, word has a word that was, that was clunky. So, but it would have been nice to see like Caitlyn put her own spin on it, or Wells put his own spin, or myself, or you, Ben. And it seemed like to me, just like you said, it was just like just go do your best version of Chris Harrison and, and go sit down. Yeah, no, that was that's like, how it felt. I was like, all right. I mean, all that being said, I don't think you know, Caitlin Tasha, I don't think it made like, you know, it's not why we watched. It's not, you know, if they, if they casted any of us to host the bachelor, it's not why they're watching. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? They're watching for Clayton and the love story. So let's remember that like, it's not about the host. Um, But I think, you know, of course, we're going to critique it when you have Chris Harrison be the host for so long. And then your choice to replace him is, is someone who was the bachelor, but someone who really hasn't been a recent bachelor. And it looked like they hire a, a football commentator to host The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
6: they looked so similar next to each other too.
7: Um, I think he yeah, just, made, but like he did fine. You know, it's like he did it just seemed like, yeah, it's like all right.
4: Well, I mean, you just made I think the one comment that I was interested in watching for, as somebody that you know, obviously I would have loved to. I actually wanted the senior citizen show. I thought I, I, I just think that would be the most fun job ever, but.
7: Oh my God. Yeah. yeah wait, did Jesse get that too? I uh, think it's unclear. I mean, they've been, they've been, what seems to be for me, it seems clear that they are not, not committal, but I think they have every intention of just making Jesse the permanent host for all things bachelor. Like
4: I would agree. I think,
7: but I, I, I think they are, waiting because they don't need to, like, they don't need to commit to that now. So let's just have them host Clayton. See like, what's up, have them do the bare minimum and, you know, go from there.
4: But my, and and back to my point, and, and we can close this thought here is you said it, Jesse Palmer did his best Chris Harrison impression. And that's not like, that's fine. It works. If, if we believe the only way to host this show is how Chris Harrison hosted it. How he evolved as a host. How the show evolved around him. If the things he said were just spot on perfect and iconic and everlasting and if he should stand out on the wet pavement and welcome the Bachelor in and then say here's your ladies and show up again with the last and final rose. If that is the best way to do this, then Jesse did a great job. But I thought, hey, you, you're you changing up the show a bit. You have a new, no matter if you like it or not, you have a new opportunity to change up how this show functions. And I, I really thought I was watching Chris Harrison last night or like some guy trying to play him. And that's just weird to me.
7: Yeah, uh, that's why it was weird because it that's exactly what it looked like. It, it looked awkward because it wasn't like, hey... This is a new person with a slightly new vibe. They're not the focal point of the show. They're not the main character. They are the host. Let's remember that. But it was like Chris Harrison got kidnapped and yeah. they, like, they found like <laughs> his most suitable replacement <laughs> and threw him in there. So I don't know. Listen, it's it not going to affect the show whatsoever. Nope. I agree. Um, it is what it is. We're just a, a bunch of people they didn't pick who are probably just salty and, and talking. Shit. Um, but, but, no, uh, but I know.
4: But I don't even like I want to be clear. I, I like Jesse. He's a professional host. Like he, yeah, he he's of course, there's no, like, he it's did not like very he, well. He, he didn't well. feel
7: awkward watching him at all. No, he's an absolute, he's an absolute pro. Yeah. Like yeah. He, you know, he's, he's a very polished seasoned host. Yep. I agree. And, and I think to your point, Ben, this is a show about relationships and we're in 2022 now and, Uh, relationships are becoming more involved and we're having conversations about like what gaslighting is and love bombing etc etc and accountability and emotional intelligence and it would be nice to have a host that either mentors or helps facilitate or drive those conversations and it doesn't seem like they have any intention of having their host a la jesse palmer do that
4: well said hey can we pause here for one second take a break and we'll come back with the bachelor recap (laughs)
1: Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) good one. Listen to a really good cry with Radi De on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I'm Elia Connie and this is Family Therapy.
3: My best hopes I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it.
4: I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of.
2: I get the impression that you don't
6: all right so let's just start with the women because you know we see the standard blah 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 i'm going home i'm gonna show my mom that i'm the bachelor and then i'm gonna like talk about how i all i want in life is to get married and have kids and all that and then we 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 get that to the girls who stands out to you amongst the girls for me even before teddy got the first impression rose she was one that caught my eye so was the girl from like that was the former miss virginia usa who else
7: i mean teddy i know you mentioned teddy and i know you said who else but like if the producers are doing their job and we know they're good at doing their job is there any way she doesn't go to the fantasy suite
6: Oh no, she's absolutely doing the fantasy suite. This is what I have a theory on. I'm actually very, very interested in what you guys think. So once she talks about her virginity and the fact that she's like, you know, this is a decision that I made, but I'm not like super stuck to it. I one, I like she's related. You. She's you. Yeah, yes. I Totally related. And I, and then she said something about going into the fantasy suite and being totally cool with going into it. Um, my thought now is that that teaser that we see about him having to reveal that he's intimate with like all the women that he goes into the fantasy suite with. It just, now it all makes sense as to why he would have to, for some reason, announce
4: this.
7: 100%. Oh I mean, I mean, uh, Teddy has gotta be the winner or the next Bachelorette. I don't see any other scenario. They're all both good, amazing stories. Like, Ver, like the virgin goes in, a, a virgin who's willing to have sex. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what a dream! Yeah. You had the chance, but whatever. You and Kristen vibe. And let me ask you this, Ashley: someone who like was was a virgin because not because of religion, but because you wanted to have a special moment. Mm-hmm. If you and Crystal's vibe, and I know this is kind of a weird question because you're pregnant with Jared's kid, and et cetera. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like mentally, were you prepared to lose your virginity in the fantasy suite if you were falling in love? <sighs>
6: I would have done stuff. I don't think I would have gone all the way when I knew that there were
7: two other women involved. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, well, the fact that Teddy seems to be, uh, and, you know, we don't know that for sure, but yeah. seems to be, oh, my God. Like, she, like, Teddy, I, I don't she's know if she's cool. going to win. She's cool though. She's, she's like way cool. suave than I was. Uh, yeah, she's she seems very self confident, which is great and easy to talk to. Awesome, but yes, having a a, a self proclaimed vir- virgin lose her virginity on the Bachelor, and having the Bachelor be like, "Yeah, but yesterday also <laughs> you know, I also had sex know. with yeah with I know. Janice or whatever." Um, <laughs> like, oh my god, that's amazing! And if he doesn't pick her, uh what an amazing story for your next bachelorette. Like I lost my virginity on the show only to have my heart broken. It's awesome. It's like you, that is such, I mean, like you don't even need a good bachelor with a storyline like that. And I don't know if Clayton's going to be a good bachelor. I mean, it depends on like, I think Peter Weber was a good bachelor for the reasons we just talked about because Peter gave us great TV. Yeah. You know, Yeah.
4: he got, he got, he got just destroyed. That poor dude was just, not ready for the
7: Clayton looks like he might get destroyed too down the yeah, road. Yeah, but you know what? Good, you know what's good for Peter and I hope the same for Clayton. Is Peter doesn't give a fuck. Yeah.
4: You know,
7: like he is I and I give that like he, Peter's like I'm good looking enough. I'm 6'2. I fly planes. I'm good, man. Like yeah. I I've like Peter knows how to appreciate the small things and he doesn't sweat other small things or maybe he he appreciates the big things in life and I don't know. But Peter's just fine, uh, and I hope the same for Clayton because you're right. He, he is gonna be, he's gonna be put through it, man.
4: For yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, the one thing they have in common is they both love their moms. So we'll see how much of a storyline <laughs> it becomes of Clayton's mom. I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm with you both. Where Teddy really stood out to me. I hope that Teddy walks out of this, and the story isn't of her getting really hurt by Clayton. I hope she's the next bachelorette. And the story is twisted and turned a little bit. Um, because it just, I mean, actually you could answer this. To me, it just seems like it would be so emotionally difficult for a virgin to also have that be the topic conversation amongst everybody for months that you're maybe the bachelorette for months after the show, for months during the show. I don't know how a human who's not used to this world can walk out of that unscathed emotionally.
7: I mean, I don't know. What I'll,
6: you... I'll say I'll be super honest here. I think if it's not for religious reasons and she really did have feelings going into it, given the bachelorette role is pretty good compensation.
4: Fair enough. I mean,
7: that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're all a little screwed up after going on the show. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. And also, Teddy, in her intro package, was like, hey, producers, by the way, I'm about to give you a gift. I'm ready to have some sex.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you That's...
7: know, like, she was offering this up. Like, I don't... Teddy knows why she's there. She seems like an intelligent woman. Um... There's a lot of people out there that save
6: it for a long time and then they end up regretting it. And they get over it and...
7: I think that she's going to be fine. I think Teddy's well aware of the opportunity in front of her. And she, if, listen, she's a genius. Most of us lose our virginity on some like, you know, weird backseat of a car. Or for me, it was like out in the woods on a hill full of mosquito (laughs) bites. It's awkward. It's weird. And Teddy's about to leverage the first time she's had sex on national television and, and, and most likely leverage into like some sort of career. I mean, she clearly knows what she's doing. You Know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. was such a like very staged thing on in her intro package. She's no dummy. I bet she watches the show. And I have no problem with it whatsoever. We're about to like watch what I'm assuming is very entertaining. And yeah, they're gonna use it against her for sure on some level, but they will ward her in spades going forward. So like she's gonna be just fine.
4: She'll be a name let's, we remember. I let's I, I, oh, I wanna ahead, bring ben. up a name here because we, we saw a little bit of her. Uh, I I think she's going to become uh, the villain of the season. That's my guess right now. Her name okay. is uh, Shanae. I think was was her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shanae, uh even in her intro package, had, was hinting at the fact that you know we see it every season. Nobody's going to stop me. I'm going to go after this thing. I'm going to compete. I'm going to win. And we we see even a little since when she walks into the house of the girls already a little upset with her because of her entrance.
6: What was her entrance?
4: She drove over somebody's uh, entrance. Oh, yeah.
6: They were being that was so silly for them to be like, oh, how offensive she rolled over the toy.
4: Yeah. So this brings me my question. You know, we see the drama already starting to get hinted at. It's great. We know this season's going to be full of drama because this episode ends with one of the girls going, this is the most beautiful, supportive group I've ever been around. And you're like, just wait, like this is going to twist and turn fast who do you believe is going to kind of come up from the ashes and really cause the drama this season? Do you get a hint?
7: Uh, I, I, it's hard to say. I mean, yeah. I mean, based off the super teas and the little entrances, but I, I always kind of reserved a right to, you know, let things play out. They usually tend to surprise us. You know, they don't want to give everything away. Episode one. Uh, I think it's easier to figure out who your final four is in the first two episodes than it is the villain. Hmm. um, my guess is, like, listen, if, if it's an entertaining season, they'll have multiple villains. You know, I, I think they're kind of past the day where they have this, like, you know, the Olivia from your season, and again, not, not a, reason, it's a villain in life, where they, like, they really beat up on one person
4: Yeah,
7: and, and call, them your, call them their villain. Um, I think you're going to have... a. I think it's just going to be a bunch of women being catty and fighting, and you'll have a handful of villains... Um, you know, like, remember, like, on Peter's season is a perfect example. Like, we all thought Hannah Ann was going to be the villain.
6: Yeah, I know. It's so silly.
7: You know? And and for, like, three episodes. And then, like, in life, she's the sweetest, and she was the last thing from a villain. Yeah. And she ended up winning, you know? Um, you know, Chelsea, you know, again, like, not a villain, but just dramatic, you know? So I, what I think it's going to be more about just dramatic moments and women fighting, more than like you know, like Olivia from your season villain mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
6: that seems to be the pattern over the past couple of seasons. That it's kind of like a a weekly villain versus yeah,
7: which a, a continuous villain. I like a lot more because mm-hmm. it, 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 you have more compelling characters, and it shows. Like you know, we everyone this everyone who goes on the show can be a villain and a hero. Tyler Cameron could have been an amazing villain. You know what I'm saying? Like. um it, it just does. It's as we're all humans are complicated humans with layers that we go on a show and they choose to oversimplify us. Ben Higgins could have been a villain. It have been harder with Ben, but like, <laughs> it's possible, no, I get you know, edge. like, you know, uh, yeah, it's just, Mm-hmm. Um, I so I, I like this weekly version where they can show, you know, people, it's essentially people having good days and bad days. And that's more interesting to watch for me. Yeah.
6: Now, I viewed, I didn't answer the question because I thought watching this, that like, if we were going to have an ongoing villain, it was going to be Sally. So let's talk Sally for a second. Sally is the previously engaged girl oh. who we touched on earlier in the episode, think she'll be back like, I, yes like, i think she'll be so back you do think she'll be back i think okay. she'll be back so uh paradise. last week if you paradise. guys listened oh you think you think she'll be back for paradise
4: i think she's coming back this season that's my well, op- finish my your money thought,
6: Ashley, no. okay okay so last week i said on the podcast um i believe that this girl was engaged so recently as of the summer like I think she had a bachelorette party over the summer and she keeps talking about you know being there on the set now during the day of her wedding I and, and she said like I have been previously engaged or like a, a, she was very vague about the timeline right um I also know that the girls didn't know that Clayton was the bachelor until like pretty much like everything was signed and they were like flying out So I feel like what if she really did dump her fiance for going on to the bachelor, but then realized it was Clayton and was like, okay, maybe this isn't a reason. (laughs) Maybe this isn't good enough for me to leave this guy at home. I'm also just like throwing things out there. My sister, she's this guy, this girl, Sally is from Virginia. My sister is a hairdresser. She hears all the gossip. She knows one of her clients is no Sally. And apparently Sally is now back together with her fiance.
4: That Poor dude. Um, I mean, yeah. It, it, yeah, that, 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 yeah.
6: So, so what's up? Did, did that? It seems like she may have just showed up, got cold feet about doing the bachelor thing, Realized that this isn't better than just being with the guy that she
7: was with. Well, yeah, you bring up a lot of things. Uh, let's unpack it. Um, <clears throat> I didn't know that stuff. Right. And, you know, uh, on face value, I think the show did her, like they did her a solid because if you're her fiance, you can lie to yourself after watching this because you know, it was funny. she's like, she needed to, like, she needed to meet Clayton. And even though she called him hot, she was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if Tyler Cameron was the, the bachelor, I wonder if she would still be in, get, you know, gotten back. I don't know. Um, uh, You know, so, like, why did you need to meet him? You know, she literally said, I wanted to meet him. And despite her being like, you're so hot, she was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, uh, she was like, I'm showing up to say goodbye. Like, why are you saying goodbye to somebody that you never met? Just leave. Yeah, well, that was the producers being like, you should meet him yeah. before you quit, Um, is my guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, 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 of course, it was such an amazing, it was like, the best scene of this episode and it told us everything yeah. we need to know about the season. Um, I mean, yeah, if that's all true, it's certainly the timeline adds up to her. I mean, speaking like big picture, like if, if this was like someone calling it an ask Nick episode, she did not break up with him to go in the bachelor. She broke up with them because deep down she knows that this isn't her guy. And the bachelor was an amazing opportunity and and what a great rebound to not getting married, and I guess I I actually applaud Sally for, regardless of whether she was into Clayton or not, because like, I mean let's be real here, like, um i like, I loved who who's the girl who's the second girl who broke up with Clayton? Oh my God, she was
6: amazing. Yeah, that was that was amazing. Claire right, it was the best. That was my favorite part of the episode. She was
7: hilariously real. Yeah. And every episode of the bachelor, Oh, Ben, he's amazing. Oh, Nick, you're amazing. 30 women did not show up in my season. All think I was amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like,
4: I would agree with that uh, with myself. Yes.
7: And like, like there's like at least one girl is like, you know what? Not my guy. I'm good. You know? And, and so I actually give Sally credit for, you know, whether she's in the clan or not, she could have been like, oh, I'm going to get followers or whatever, or just be on TV. and You know, I don't know. But like, she, you know, if, if, if what you're saying is true.
6: I know. And know. I was, I want to reiterate, it could be hearsay. Um, you know, you do open yourself up to this when you sign up for the show. Uh, another question that I have is if you were going to get m- married in September, when did you sign up for the show? <laughs>
7: oh she could have been scouted last second okay i mean uh uh uh, ben ben Ben, um ben from caitlin uh, the other ben zorn the guy was like casted a week before filming Oh, really okay or something like that yeah um so it's possible um but uh, listen big like life life advice like i i don't these two should not be dating anymore
4: yeah Uh, that's what i would say this is move on Just move on,
7: like uh, you know. I'm not trying to point fingers or who's right or who's wrong, but you broke up for a reason, and good for you for realizing. I I just don't like. How do you sell that? Uh, I went on The Bachelor and it made me realize I needed to marry you. Like uh, I don't know. I don't. Two here. Here's here's what I'm saying. Either she broke up with him to go on The Bachelor, and that's just shallow and only to realize, like, Clayton, TV, followers, uh, whatever. So I'm going to go back to the guy that I initially broke up with. Who's supposedly
6: an orthopedic surgeon. Whatever.
7: It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with that. But I'm saying, like, or she broke up with him because their relationship, you know, because they, you know, they they weren't compatible. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. deep down, she was, like, orthopedic surgeon or not not my guy. Yeah. yeah. And the bachelor was the catalyst, you know, the bachelor was like, you know, my first relationship, I broke up with her finally after seven years and off and on because I met someone else and I needed, I needed that push, so to speak. And we've all been there. So I hope it's the latter and not the former, because that would be shitty of her. That would be, you know, to break up with someone to go on a TV show, break up with your engagement or cancel a wedding. So, I think it's a really bad look if they're back together. Uh, But what I saw on TV, I actually felt for her, and I thought that was a genuine moment.
4: Uh, The here's the truth, though. We probably won't hear much about it from here on out. I don't think that – I mean, unless she shows back up, I think this is – it's come and gone. But it was a really interesting scene. And Nick, I I like that you say, you know, it told us everything we need to know about this season and how Clayton was going to handle situations. I I watched Sally. I was – you know a little very judgmental before this episode knowing she was on it being like i know the backstory a little bit i've read the articles this is ridiculous how in the world is this going to play out what is she doing and after watching her i said okay i get it like maybe not the best decision she's ever made she might not be thrilled that she's on national television doing this but i get it ended relationship moved on the bachelor's awaiting and so, and then she decides she needs to leave, that she can't even do it. I get it. Totally good. Um, I want to bring up, before we let Nick go here, want, somebody did stand out to me that I think is going to be a front runner this season. And I've actually put her up with the Teddy Camp on possibly the next Bachelorette. Uh, I don't think she got enough airtime, but I do believe we'll see more of her. It's Susie uh, from Virginia Beach.
6: Yep, that, I, was, that was my other standout.
4: Yeah, I think she stood out. I thought she handled herself well and it felt like we saw just enough of her to know that we need to start paying attention to her as the season goes on.
6: Well, she seems like Kaylin to me. I mean, first off, she is Miss Virginia. Kaylin was from Virginia, was Miss um, North Carolina, USA. Just similar vibes. Um, Also, a little Hannah Brown-like. It's kind of like if the two of them were to meet each other. Uh, Yeah, I definitely see her getting far... Oh, uh, we'll see, Nick. Anything? Uh, to no, elaborate?
7: I. I uh, yeah, I could see her. She's got she certainly has a bachelorette look for sure. Uh-huh. Um, seems like she's gonna be around for a while. Um, yeah, because she kind of has like a relatively unproblematic vibe to her. I, I'm also. I think. Uh, I, I think Rachel. I think we'll see more of. I think she'll be involved. Um, I can see her being top four. Yeah, Uh, Sarah. Based off the super tease, which is risky to base anything off the super tease, seems like she Kalen says I'm in love with her. Yeah, or to her.
6: I think there's a lot of editing in the super tease. I know there is. Who is there at the end? Because I remember we we talked about like does the bachelor spoil Mm -hmm. their own ending? You know that was like one of our headlines a couple weeks ago. Now that I'm watching these, I think that there is so much editing with that like final. Oh, of course.
7: Of course, of yeah. course. I mean, they make it seem like Teddy's on the final three, and again, I like, know
6: exactly.
7: The producers all deserve to be fired if she's not. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, again, the only way she is not in is if she leaves on her own, and if she leaves on her own, she leaves on her own. There's nothing you can do about it.
6: Okay, well, leaving on your own. The, let's wrap up the like our 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 recap with leaving on your own, Claire. Left on her own. <laughs> he liked to do a little twist there and said, I sent her home, but she was not interested <laughs> at all. And I'm pretty sure she would have not accepted his rose.
7: Yeah, I, I loved Claire. I mean,
2: yeah,
4: I wish she was around she, a little bit longer. Like if they could if they could have just found out a way to keep this from Clayton and we get to see this for two weeks that she does stick around for whatever reason, because. She just wants to have a good time and she just totally disrupts the everything. It would have been amazing television, but she was good television for one episode and she was honest. And you saw it in that date. Like, I mean, Nick and Ashley, you both get this moment that they had, right? You are, it's night one or it's two weeks in three weeks. And there's a lot of people to talk to. You're talking to somebody and somebody else comes up after spending, let's say 10 minutes with that other person, which is a long time on night one to spend with one, one person. And somebody comes up and says, hey, can I interrupt you for a second? And you as the bachelor or you as a contestant, you want to say, yeah, like you can, because I know how this works. Like there's a rhythm, there's a flow. We got to keep going here. And then you always have that one person that's like disappointed, mad at you for leaving, thinking it's personal. That's what happened in that moment. I felt for Clayton, but Clayton just needed to put I mean, Clayton just kind of like walked away. What he needed to do is be like, hey, there's a lot of people to talk to you. I've enjoyed this date with you. If he did, this has been fun for me, but I got to keep talk going And he moves on. Instead, he just kind of walks away, leaving her sitting there eating a chicken wing. No wonder she's a little pissed. Like, no wonder she's like, there's no connection here. He just totally dropped me.
6: He wasn't into her. She wasn't into him. And just a little side note, Jill, who is from Rhode Island and who I've met a couple times now, she worded it to me when talking about the first episode without even seeing it, that Claire left on her own.
4: Yeah.
7: Yeah. I mean, I don't know, Ben. I think you're being a little hard uh, on, on on Clayton in terms of you remember like night one's an absolute insane mess. Um, there's a lot of lot of conversations in the moment where I, I wish I like would have said this or would have said that because I wanted to make sure, you know, I, I don't know. Like I think it's great that she did that. I think I think to judge Clayton about a perfect response when you have thirty different people grabbing at you is kind of insane expectation. So to say that Clayton should have done something different, I think would be unfair to Clayton. But at the end of the day, she like let's say that she wasn't vibing him, you know, it was not my guy. You know, she's just like she's not into him, and instead of like sticking around and hoping to like. Be on TV. She just opted to leave, so I applaud her for that. But I think it would be unfair to criticize anything Caitlin Clayton did in that moment. You know, given how insane Night One is. Night
4: One's insane, but I do. I I guess the way to look at that is they weren't into each other. If he was really into her, he would have made sure she knew that before he left. Like that, that that sure
7: but yeah. he, he except would... can you imagine could you imagine i don't know i probably would fall in love with her now that i'm thinking about it out loud but <laughs> uh, uh what's what was her uh what, what was her name Hold on, I got, S- serene was it serene yeah. yeah serene uh maybe a potential villain by the way but also like stunning and uh I'm, uh I'm really curious about learning more about her but like she goes up to clayton she's like the night one tattletale She's like, Oh, by the way, this girl's like saying some things and I'm like, I'm not sure you want to hear. And he's like, well, like what? And she's like that. She hates you.
4: That you're too nice. That she only dates bad boys. <laughs> well, um, final um, girls was- to go home, uh, during this episode, uh, were Ivana, Jane and Haley. Haley was a surprise to me more than any of those others. I thought she was going to be around a little bit longer. I actually think on our previous episode that we broke down the cast. I thought she'd be around a lot longer. But those three go home. And uh, and you know what we missed on this episode? Maybe it's not a thing anymore. We missed the final exits outside when the sun is up. And they're yeah. so tired. And they're so angry. And they are just, just want to go home and eat. We don't have that anymore. And those are some of my favorite parts. But we didn't get to see it. You
7: know what that means, Ben? You What's know what that means? What? They already have too much goodness. Ah, uh, there we go. You well, throw had- that in, you throw that in only when you don't have enough. Uh, there you go.
6: I will say, when it comes to first episodes, I was I was intrigued. Ben and I are constantly, after the first episode, being like, "Oh, it's always the same. It's so formulaic. There were nice little pops throughout this episode between the Sally thing and the Claire thing that really kept me engaged.
7: Yeah, I completely agree.
4: I would. I enjoyed it. I did. For the first time and. In- in years. A while. In yeah. years. I enjoyed <laughs> night one. Uh, I am excited to watch this season. I'm excited to watch it for many reasons. I do think uh, Clayton is probably a really nice guy. And I think it's going to be really hard for him. But I do think he's a nice guy. I think that he was chosen because he's a nice guy. And after talking to you guys uh, during this episode, I get why he was chosen. Because we need some mess. It's, you know, Michelle was incredible, but she kept things under control. She kept people operating. She kept the thing going forward. And at times maybe it did get a little boring because she was so great at it that everybody knew their role. They knew where they stood and the drama was limited. So this season, it's going to get messy. I
6: have to say one thing. I saw this meme a couple days ago that was like um, Michelle and Nate got $200,000 for their down payment just because they followed the rules. Nick, any
7: thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, I actually mentioned that on my on recap uh, today, too, because actually we didn't talk about it on the finale. I think they – yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't think it's going to be the new norm. I honestly think it has everything to do with the fact that, like, Michelle uh, is the first lead in a long time where they truly believe that she – the bat, being the bachelorette wasn't like a new path for her. It was a small detour in her life, and she has every intention of sticking it out in Minnesota and staying in education, and and not going on Dancing with the Stars or not being an influencer. And that, I'm not sure. Sh- I'm sure. I hope she does take advantage of the platform and make a little coin on the side. But I, I think it has everything to do with, you know, because I think that's the dream. Like in, in a perfect world, Mike flies every lead would just like stay in their hometown and 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 fall in love and that person would move their hometown and buy a house and have babies and and like that hasn't happened in a long time and you know in the grand scheme of things i don't think $200,000 is a big deal to them and i don't think it's going to be the new norm but i think it has everything to do with michelle and the choices she's made and throughout her filming and more importantly the choices she's made from filming on that they they are rewarding her for not necessarily following all the rules, but for being the kind of bachelorette post-filming that they've always wanted to have.
6: Incredibly interesting theory, especially since they put it towards the home in Minnesota.
7: Yeah, I bet there's a lot of stipulations about how it, has to, it, it can be spent and things like that, right? And, Good for them. Not
6: towards a home in L.A.
7: No.
4: Correct. Good for them, though. Correct. Well, correct. Nick, thanks for joining us today. You're always a delight. Always a pleasure. Wishing you the best. Uh, Thanks for your wisdom and your insight. Uh, Hope to talk to you again soon. Uh, And please go check out Nick on his podcast. Also, go check out Nick on Instagram all the time, but especially on Sundays when he has questions with Nick. Nick, thanks a lot, man.
6: Thanks for having me, guys. Always a delight. Bye, Nick. So much fun.
7: All right. Bye-bye. What keeps baby skin
6: healthy?
0: Side.
4: well it's time for bachelor headlines yes this week has some headlines and the first one it's just a little interesting to get started it's about clayton the bachelor clayton promises viewers will learn why he told multiple women he loves them this according to variety
6: yes so of course this is something we've been talking about multiple times over the past couple weeks since we've seen the super tease and um he says that you'll be hearing about this in interviews with jesse palmer um he says just give me a shot wait and see and i promise you'll have answers that you're looking for I was able to speak with some bachelor alumni on my journey and they gave me great advice. I'm pretty sure he's referring to Jesse, but we'll we'll see. Maybe there's more. Um, he said they gave me great advice because these people have been through it before. I'm really excited for everyone to see, uh, who those individuals were because their advice really helped shape the way that I did, um, approach some scenarios. Um, Okay, so basically <laughs> he talked to people who said I love you to multiple people in the past. Perhaps. Michelle seemed to embrace the fact that she did that and um doesn't regret it.
4: Maybe. Could
6: it have been Michelle? Could have. Could it have been you, Ben? Were you on this season and didn't tell us?
4: Hey, I'm I'm always around. I like to sneak around. I'm 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 there for it. Well, uh, next headline is this. This one's interesting to me, Ashley. Speaking of Michelle, the Bachelorettes Michelle Young and Nate reunite with her ex Joe Coleman. This is according to E.
6: Joe Coleman. Joe. Oh, Joe. Okay. So Joe was, of course, third place guy, and they are from the same town. You know, the same city. And she said that, um, she's run into Joe since the bachelorette has ended, which is interesting because she supposedly had never, uh, you know, ran into him previously, um, because of the basketball community. But in this quote from E, she, she is now running to into him because of the basketball community. She goes, Joe and I, uh, didn't leave on any bad terms. He's a wonderful person. um, uh he has a good head on his shoulders, and and for that he wished me and Nate well. Nate and Joe talk. Uh Joe's a good friend. You make friends on the show. It's interesting. Um, it's an interesting environment with ex-boyfriends, but Rodney is also a good friend. Joe's a good friend. Um, they're coming to visit in the near future. It's all love.
4: I will say this. Uh the picture was like a little bit like, you know, it got headlines. Mm -hmm. I think it speaks to the strength of Nate and Michelle's relationship more than anything.
3: Oh, good,
4: good point. Yeah, I think if you can hang out with your ex or if you can hang out with somebody from the show so quickly after the show airing and everybody's good. I just think it, it shows that, hey, Joe knows where his place is at and it's not with Michelle and Nate knows where his place is at. And that's with Michelle. and Michelle knows where her place with Nate is. It just shows the strength of their relationship, which is something really incredible. Uh,
6: that is really good because not many leads would be so comfortable hanging out with their second runner up this soon after. And I said that it was because the basketball community brought them together. I actually think that was unrelated. She did say that we come from the same basketball man. community, but that's not why they've they've seen each other since.
4: And I also think, yes, it speaks to the lead, but I also think it speaks to Nate because Just coming from experience, yeah, he's pretty secure in where they're at, and not a lot of contestants that were chosen would want to hang out with a top three person so quickly after the show. Um, And so, you know, big on them. Well, here's one that uh, I I want to start by reading this headline by saying, you know, we love this person dearly. Mm -hmm. And in some, you know, in July of this year, I, I had a similar season of life that, was difficult and uh, kind of confusing, and you don't always know where it comes from. And you work through it, and hopefully, there is working through it. Uh, but I want to say that from both Ashley and myself, and the Almost Famous Family, we're, we're really um, thinking about uh, Demi. Demi wrote on her social media, and this is the headline Demi uh, Burnett is having an emotional breakdown every few hours. She says her yeah. ego is livid, this according to Us Weekly. And and before Ashley kind of explains what's going on, I do want to say, um, we're rooting for you, Demi. It sucks, and it's hard, and there's not any platitudes I want to throw out here that will make this better or feel better. There's nothing that anybody can really say. But I'm think, we're, we're thinking about you because this is really difficult.
6: Yeah, it's really sad. And, you know, we totally, I, I mean, I don't want to say that I can relate, but like, I feel her. You know what I yeah. mean. So she says, "I'm. Um, this is gonna be the hardest thing to ever post, and I'm so embarrassed, but I'm gonna be real. Happy New Year. Um, this is me, twenty four seven. I'm not doing anything to envy. I'm not happy. I'm not social. I'm constantly thinking and crying and trying to figure everything out. Um, countless hours of blaming myself for everything that's caused pain. I haven't had a sip of alcohol in five months." I'm talking to a psychiatrist on Monday. I'm having an emotional breakdown every few hours. I'm feeling pretty shitty and overwhelmed most of the time, but I know that I am growing. Even if it hurts, it is worth it. So sad.
4: It is sad.
6: My heart goes out to her.
4: It's, it's, it is sad, but it's also very human and it's, it's,
6: and I appreciate her being so open and real about it.
4: Yeah. Many, I mean, when I was going through it in July, I've never felt so much support, but I've also never um, felt so numb to the support than when you're in that season. You know, No matter what somebody mm-hmm. says, no matter how many messages you get, the only thing that ever helped was when somebody would look across the table from me and say, I've, I'm, I'm in it too, or I've been there, or me too. Just to know that you're not alone in it is. it felt like the most helpful thing. And so I just want to say to anybody, if you get a chance, reach out to Demi and, and let her know if you felt something similar, if you've been through a season of this that she's not alone uh, because she, she will get through this. She's a strong girl, but uh, Ashley, great episode. Great first episode. I'm excited to watch next week. I'm actually excited to watch the bachelor, which doesn't always happen for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm pumped up and, uh, and we'll see where it goes from here, but we'll be breaking down Clayton's Second episode of his season of the bachelor next week, right here on the almost famous podcast. Until then I've been Ben.
6: I've been Ashley. Follow the Ben and Ashley I, Almost Famous Podcasts on iHeartRadio
7: or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story.
1: okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to a really good cry with Ravi Devvlukia on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The Black Effect presents family therapy and I'm your host Elia Conik. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner David.
3: David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me.
2: Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Hey, guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season, we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools.